2: He is sidekick, psychic Josh. Hi, Josh. You're in a new room this week.
0: This is my office in my house now. Yeah, I've been waiting for it to be uh, built. So you've seen the inside of cupboards, mm. uh, all sorts of nooks and crannies in my house. And finally, this is where I think I'll be for the foreseeable of these joyous, celebratory podcasts that we do every week. Uh, now, It's, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, I mean... We'll try and celebrate something. We can celebrate the fact that as we speak right now at 7.05pm on Monday night, Leicester are losing 2-0 to Fulham, which I consider to be a hilarious little bonus that's slightly taken the edge off our tragic defeat to Wolverhampton yesterday. We are also joined by our uh, fairly frequent guest, uh, Trevor Harris. Hi, Trevor. Hi, good evening, both. An Arsenal aficionado who, before we went on air, so to speak, showed okay. us a piece of Arsenal memorabilia. What, what, what? Just to say what it was again, Trevor. It is
1: it is a uh, a piece of official Arsenal-headed paper signed by every player from the 1971 double-winning team.
2: Wow, that is incredible. Including, of course, George Graham, who today is his birthday today. So that's another reason to be happy. Happy birthday, George, from from us. My favourite Arsenal manager. Yeah. Yes, Josh? You, you're on mute.
1: We can't hear a word, Josh. You're
2: on mute. Right. I, I should be
0: after seven months of Zooms and Skypes no, not making terrible. such it's elementary. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see, in all this, uh, you know, Maradona, um, you know, uh, reflection that's been going on in the, in the recent days, there was a story about him very nearly um coming to Arsenal yes, at one I point. Did. I didn't yes. know anything about this story. Did you know Trevor and Boyd? Did you know about this?
2: I had rumors no. of it. Yeah, I had rumors of it, but never just those of just rumors, yeah. But I think I think he's been similarly linked to with various teams, hasn't he? But yeah, I definitely it didn't surprise me. Well, That's there are
1: quite a few dealers in North London, so I suppose <laughs> it has some kind of legs.
2: Steady. Steady on. <laughs> um now First of all, let me say, Josh, just to the listeners. So, we're using Zoom, obviously. No, we're not we're using Skype. We're using Skype. We can all see each other um, in our various things. And I have to say, Josh is looking resplendent with a kind of full beard, uh, mustache set up, and, and kind of very messy hair. Trevor, I don't know if you agree with me. He's starting to resemble quite closely Mo Salah of Liverpool FC fame. Look at him. There's, you know a, there's a
1: bit of a resemblance yeah. either that or some kind of psychedelic rock star from the 70s. <laughs>
2: A bit of both. But I think you could go from – you could have a sideline. I know you've got a very successful um, kind of football thing, company. But you could have a sideline as a Mo seller lookalike. And I bet they're in demand, Josh. Just saying.
0: No, just uh, I'm open to all opportunities, anything, really, apart from, you know, talking about our club. So the longer we can talk about nonsense like this, the better, boys. So yeah. have you got the anything other else? Th- Any side yeah, jobs I've, got, I've
2: got loads of stuff. I've got loads of stuff. The other thing to say is at the same time, in a, in a badly timed um, arrangement yesterday, the Hay Literary Festival, I don't know if you know this. Um, either of you, the Hay Literary Festival, which is, you know, kind of one of the biggest literary festivals on on the calendar every year, but obviously it's virtual this year, as all all things are. But they had a a, a session, a one-on-one interview session between Arsene Wenger and Elton John. (laughs) Yes, this happened yesterday, 8.30, in the middle of the fucking match. Obviously, when they scheduled it months ago, they weren't to know that our game was rescheduled for what has become the nightmare time, isn't it? 7.15 on Sunday is like the nightmare Arsenal kickoff time now. Um, but, yeah, this event happened, and um, I'm, I, I am going to try and watch it um, later because I think it is available. I think you have to pay for it because you have to pay, but, but you can watch it later. But apparently it sounded quite excellent because they, they're kind of friends, Elton John and Arsene Wenger. Yes, Josh?
0: Well, as you say, you talk about nightmare times. I think I mentioned to you last night. Not, I didn't watch the game live. I had my first Zoom antenatal class with my wife, and I thought it would be pretty poor form not to uh, not to show it that. So we had that at 7.30, which meant I tried to watch the first 15 minutes, which meant I watched Raul Jiménez and David Luiz on the ground, and then was a little bit unsure what was happening with, with all that and if the game was going to be going ahead and, and everything. Um, so the only thing worse, I think, than watching a game like yesterday is when you watch it back as live, two hours later, that's definitely worse. Like when you, when it's got, you just start fast forwarding and hoping the ball's going to get, and it, it wasn't happening. It was, it was fairly depressing. I was nice. just trying to
1: think of an Elton John song. Like, I mean, <laughs> Michelle is leaving tonight on a train or something. Mm, um, that's one cool. thing I was, one thing I was going to mention to you, Boyd, and I, I, I have mixed feelings about Fulham. Winning at Leicester because Fulham are going to then have ten points. Oh, they only, right, right. only be they <laughs> only be only be three points behind us. We could be in a relegation Plucky. fight here. We maybe we yeah. want less than a win.
2: Yeah. Do you know what? I, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I, I was consoling myself with the idea that there's a, at least a good handful of teams that are way worse than us. But now that Fulham can do what we certainly couldn't, didn't I'm near doing, which is being Leicester. Um, that is that it was weird season. This is so we have to address the, um, the, uh, the Obama Yang in the room, um, that is yesterday's game where to begin josh where do you want to begin you'll put your hand up Are like you going to say something important no around. just just before
0: obviously we have to get into you the game to the toilet josh are you asking permission <laughs> no this is just how how on this method i get boyd's attention Boy, you, just just want to know are you going thursday because we have to
2: address yeah. that tickets came out you're not yeah. did you have tried did you uh... to be honest i didn't try partly because i've got because of my broken arm um, yeah i don't know why that stopped me but uh, when it was announced, I was like, mm, "Should I? Shouldn't I?" Because I, I would have to go by public transport, and I was like, "You know, uh, we stuck in the, in a tube with the one thousand, half the Arsenal fans going at the same time to this game." I don't know. I just felt because of that, I stopped. But now that, and also now, now I'm even more. I'm kind of quite glad I didn't bother because not only is it a dead rubber, but it's. I don't know. I, I think it, it'll be really interesting to go, would not it? For those, are you going?
0: Sure. So uh, a friend of mine tried to get tickets for us um, and could only get one in his basket and decided, of all the surreal things to go to, going on your own might not be the one for this. So has yeah. uh, decided not to take the one. So yeah, we're we're not going. But I would have gone. I would just maybe for the novelty or yeah. you know, it's been what eight nine months. Would have been yeah, nice. Yeah, I would have gone without my anyway.
2: broken arm for sure. Yeah, I don't know why it's held back. Like Trevor, would you be interested in going to that? <laughs> Do you know what?
1: No, and I think that I think that Arteta should pick the youth team. Seriously, what is the point when we're oh, yeah, Thursday, playing so yeah. badly in in the competitions that really matter in risking anyone who's even vaguely close to the first team getting an injury when we're already through? I, I don't see the point.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, he may well do that. Mightn't? He, mightn't? He? I mean, unless he kind of he might think. You know, a win, a decent win. Mind you, this didn't happen this week, did it? A decent win in the Europa League didn't lead to any particular improvement in performance on Sunday. But yeah, I agree. It, let, let's talk about this, this fucking game then, as, as, it's, as it shall be known, this fucking game. I think of all the many, many worrying things about it, right, About about the current situation, and I'm trying not to get hysterical, like I think there are, you know, there's already people saying... Arteta should go. And there's people saying he was never any good. And people slightly rewriting history. And I, I think he did start off well. I thought he there was an immediate improvement, I felt. And I, we, I watched, saw it with my own eyes over the Emery period. And they felt, I felt like he'd installed a, 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 a solidity and a structure. And I think the players knew what they were supposed to be doing, which I don't think they did under Emery. And, um, and, I, and I thought that was all to the good. And I felt like he was a great communicator. Then, and remember he started off and he started off with like, you know, a kind of um, 4-3-3 formation, didn't he really? Then later on in last season in the cup runs, and it's the big teams, you did this three at the back system and that really worked really well for us. I think there the players really got to grips with that system, particularly we started with that system this year again. And I felt like they knew where they were, but then quite quickly it became clear that it was really hampering our attack. and And it became... Quite everyone started observing that we weren't creating enough chances, and Aubame- the Aubameyang's situation not scoring that. Gazette's had a terrible season, and I think because of all that, he's now changed it to four three three again. But I don't. Th- I think all along he planned on changing it to four three three with Thomas party at the centre of that. I don't think he's got the players. I don't think Xhaka and Ceballos... L- l- right now are capable of playing in that system to any level of decency. They look like the worst midfield in the league to me. I mean, and, and very, so to me, that, that starting point is in a way that, that I'm not, you know, if he'd actually reverted to three at the back against rules, people would have complained wouldn't they would have gone oh, against gets, we shouldn't be playing. But I actually think that system, at least the players know what they're doing. I, it doesn't feel like the players have any confidence in playing normal football in any sense in this system with these players trevor
1: i don't think any of the players have got any confidence at the moment and do you know the saddest thing <laughs> was that at one well at more than one point in that match i was almost thinking come back mezza all is forgiven such was the total lack of creativity in midfield from any of our players any of them and I think with Arteta, beyond what formation he plays, you have to also start to question now the buying policy. Because I mean, look at the teams that have. Been, we've lost three home games in a row. Aston Villa, we're like we're the Midlands cannon fodder, aren't we? Aston Villa, Leicester, and Wolves. Well, we could have made a we could have made a cheeky bid for Jack Grealish. We could definitely have got Ross Barkley. We need, I'm not saying that Barkley's a world-beater, but he's better than what we've got in a creative sense. No question. Partey would have helped had he played on Sunday. But, you know, and even when we won at United, which was a good, solid performance against, and I think they're one of the most overrated teams, they're a very average side Manchester United, very average. Oh,
2: yeah. We deserve to win that That, game. But
1: even in that match as yesterday, as against Leicester, as against Villa, we created bugger all. The goal we scored yesterday was a, like a center half's header. Okay, great header, good cross, great header. But in terms of a flowing, creative, you know, we, we, were, we were light years off it. And that's what really depresses me because I can't see how you improve it. One of my problems, boy. you look at the team we played yesterday, Willock uh, hasn't convinced me yet. Saka he's an England international now, but to me, these are players that should be part of a squad, not players that are playing most weeks and expecting to perform for a side that's trying to challenge for things because they're not it, good enough to do that.
2: Sure, but but really, when you look at it, it, it's now it's experienced players that are more worrying to me. It's experienced players who are performing, like you know, William. Uh, I mean, uh, don't get me started on <laughs> William. And I think, well, I, I uh, just to say. I think his signing, his signing, and I've been going on about this, banging on about this every week, so apologies for, yeah. for, for, for repeating myself. But it has to be said, just what does that signing mean? What does it, you know, what kind of planning does that indicate? What, you know, and he was, again, absolutely terrible yesterday the one or two moments where he, you know decent moments but that was it absolutely pointless player to sign and to play I'd much rather he played one of those younger players and you know he just give them a go than him or, or Ozil, as you say or Ozil. I'd yeah. much rather see Ozil than William oh, I was
1: William. excited when we when we signed William when I heard we Were signed you? for nothing right. yes because well because I watched what he did for Chelsea last season I thought bloody hell Free, okay, we're paying him big wages, but but it was a free transfer. Good signing. And it's been evident to me from... He actually played quite well against Fulham in the first game. Since yeah, then, okay. since then, they talk about players towards the end of the season when you've got nothing to play for, being on the beach. He's been on the beach since bloody August. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even now, yeah. when it's freezing in December, he's still on the beach. Yeah. What the hell's so what going must, on?
2: So what must the likes of Zachary and Willock, as you mentioned, think when they see him... Being doing that, and then we have to talk about Aubameyang. I think I don't. I think like he he's he he looks unhappy visibly, and obviously because he's not scoring, he, he he's incredibly happy whenever he's scoring. He's an incredible like smi- he's the most smiley footballer I can think of that was ever played for Arsenal. Normally, but we've managed to destroy him. I think we're killing him. We're killing Aubameyang by not even. Get In whatever formation, central, wide, I actually think he, he looks better wide. I'm now going back to, I'm now completely doing a reverse ferret. I'm now like, I actually, do you know what? I think we're probably better off with Lacazette in the middle, him out wide, and maybe Zaka or whoever, not William, Pepe when he's back. That, I think, is yeah. the formation. As, as poor as that has been in, the, in the recent times, it's better yep. than the dross of yesterday, Josh. <clears throat>
0: Well, what you have to say about Abamyang is that he—he's not become a terrible player overnight. He didn't sign that contract, and some horrible dust fell on him. And here we go from being a world-class striker to a, you know, a bang-average striker. There's still a player there. He is getting such little service from what is going on around him that I think we're seeing just for the first time a bit of. Uh, frustration manifesting on the pitch in a way that we are not used to. You talk about him playing on the side of a front three. I think ideally that wouldn't be the case but because of how poor we are i think it it might be what we now revert to and he might just go back with lacazette up top and just because we're going to see more of a Bamiyang rather than at the moment this 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 period where it's just it's not worked with him up top up, up top alone sadly but then lacazette is not exactly banging form
2: So you, it's not like a brilliant
0: option, oh, you know. No either way, options,
2: but there are better options than. I, I, I tell you, my my thing with uh, why I'm worried now about Alteta and I am. Sta- I warn you now, I'm starting to to, to have doubts. Are you turning? Are you I'm turning? I'm turning. I'm turning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm incredibly famously fickle, but I am turning. You've got to just look at the situation, haven't you? I think my a couple of worries for me are one, the biggest one is that I think he has changed it. Because of pressure from the media and from fans, like the the putting a Bamiang Central thing and the playing four three three and all of that. I I, I and I think and he's going to have to revert to the old way of playing, the previous way of playing against Spurs. There's no way he can play like this against Spurs, is there? So he'll definitely revert to the three at the back, I guarantee. And I'm sure he'll pick Lacazette, like is my feeling. And and I think Gary Neville makes this point quite often about, and he talks about it when he had that terrible stint managing himself, that the biggest mistake he made was that he wouldn't stick with a way of playing through thick and thin. And if it didn't work for like two weeks in a row, he'd go, oh, I've got to change it, I've got to change it. But actually it was sticking with, this re- the system that I thought was working for Arteta from the end of last season, the, our post-lockdown through the beginning of this season, that was when it was we were solid. I, I actually said, and I now feel like an idiot for saying it, after the Man United game, I was saying, you know, we're the most solid, reliable team in the league because we had the best defense at that point. We could carve out a one nil victory at man mountain United. It wasn't pretty, but I don't give a shit. I, I would be happy no. if we're going to win games or if we're going to not lose games and win score one or one goal most of the time, that's fine by me at the moment, but it's better than what happened yesterday. And in this last three, these three home defeats in a row. And I think they are the result of him not sticking by his own, the, the, the what he'd established as a very solid way of playing now you compare how we played yesterday so one more thing against Man united we're not even pressing at all there's no press whatsoever that how, where's it where how did that change when did that change well, well, and, there's and we're going backwards a... and the other thing is quickly to say why i'm worried about teta it's weird to start going backwards at this point isn't it and what i, I what are the what does that mean like what does that mean about his relationship with the players that we're we're not we're not we're going backwards so quickly. That's what's worrying me about it. Yes, Trevor.
1: Well, what I was going to say, like <laughs> I made a Maradona joke, but I mean, it's apropos in, because obviously Maradona, uh, people say he's the greatest of all time. Not for me, but I think it depends what era you you kind of, what year you were born. He's in the top five players of all time. We could have had yesterday Maradona or Pele or Cruyff or whoever you want to be, Xavier, whoever you want to name. Uh, Messi, we would have lost that game. Because I'm kind of with Josh. A Baniang, a striker without service, is 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 impotent. He has, oh, course, he should course. have scored with the header. He should yeah. have scored with but that's not his he's not the greatest a bit like Henri, not the greatest header of a ball. So that's my first point. My but second was, just point to say, is he
2: was getting more service, wasn't he? in In the previous formation with Lacazette playing central, he was getting more service than he was yesterday. This was the yeah. lowest of the low yesterday.
1: I, I, I would have played Lacazette, and, and well, you look at our bench. I mean, there wasn't much to add, was there, in a creative sense? Here's my question to both of you, though, because we talk about Arteta, and you know, already there's press rumblings about his how, how secure is he? We play Spurs at the weekend. We're probably going to lose that game. Then we play Burnley at home. Now, if we lose to Spurs away, as we're expected to do, if we were to lose at home to Burnley, a team with, what they got five points, one win all season, useless. Would, if we lose to Burnley, I think the board would, they would be seriously contemplating saying, sorry, Mikel, we can't, we've lost four home games in a row. Yeah,
2: I agree.
1: And and none of the matches we've lost have been to. Title challenging teams.
2: I think the problem is, yeah, I think you're right. I think it could be. I think we're on the verge of a, of a, of a, of a down of a, a truly terrible spiral. It could go either way, and I think you're right. If that scenario happens, I think I think the board, whatever you want to call it, whoever is in charge, it's going to get difficult because that would be so awful and so embarrassing. And I think the other thing about it is, is that they made the mistake really with Unai Emery of, of him clinging on too long. I mean, he, they really should have got rid of him, you know, months before Mm. they did, didn't they? And that, and I felt that really- We always do that don't we? Well, right. But I think I'm now in the, in the, in the camp. And I think Tim Stillman said this on Twitter today. He said that, you know, there's no point in delaying these things. If things get serious, and if the results go terribly, there's no point in thinking Arsenal above the fray and are above changing managers a lot, because the reality is you're probably better off doing it quickly. And then bringing in, here's a question for Josh. Here's my sub-question, because I agree with your question. My sub-question is, if you could guarantee um, that we're not going to finish between like eighth and twelfth, which I think we're looking like we are at the moment with our Tetris manager, by getting Maurizio Pochettino, who is available right now, would you do it, Josh?
0: Wow, I mean, I do really respect Pochettino as a as a great manager and achieved, you know, incredible. Really, to take Spurs to a Champions League final that is that is incredibly um, impressive. Didn't win anything. Right now, I think I'm I, to answer your question. I'm more scared about getting rid of Arteta right now because I think we've got a load of players that are not performing and if suddenly we have to get rid of the manager that we only a few months ago thought had got this lot into some kind of order, then things are going to get worse definitely before before they get better. I still think that this is going to go either way. If this goes on till another five, six games and we can't get a win... <coughs> And we lose to Burnley, as Trevor said, then, yeah, I, I don't know how, how how it doesn't become a, a questionable situation. And can you just imagine if there were fans in the Emirates yesterday? It, uh, you know. It's going to make been, it worse. It, yeah. it would have been terrible. And if this was under Emery, you know, if we'd have somehow stumbled into another season of Emery, there would be no question from Arsenal fans calling um, for a change. I still think, though, right now, we, we've got to back him. We, we are too far invested. And you talk about surreal situations at our club. Trevor brings up Meza Ozil, who's not in the Premier League squad. We talk about Aubameyang, who's become our, you know, 300 grand a week striker who can't play. We've left out situations like you know, Saliba, who was bought for 30 million is not good enough to be in a, in a premier league squad. Uh, you know, 25 man squad either. We've given Cedric a four year contract and he occasionally makes the bench. And he seems to make a bench. And who's he making the bench instead of Ainsley Maitland Niles, who wouldn't let leave the club for 25 million quid. There's just so many, I don't know where you stop with like weird situations that Arsenal have got themselves into, but right now I'm I'm still going to back Arteta. I'm not turning like you, Boyd. I'm not turning.
2: I, I'm st- I'm backing him right now. It's more what I'm trying to say. I think is that I mean I st- I'm starting to see why our frequent guest Alan alger, the the you know the world's leading world's leading, shall we say, you know doubter of 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 people who think who back who back Arteta no matter what. I mean he's the doubter of who back no matter the manager no matter what in just every scenario. And I think I think the the reason it feels like right now he's he's absolutely got a point is that everything that Arteta did well to start with feels like it's seeping away. And that's the worry for me. It's like we're not just lo- losing games is fine. Not fine. Losing games is acceptable if you play decently. And, you know, there's a structure to it. And you can see. But w- the thing that he did so well, he, he, he initiated a, 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 um, a style, didn't he? We felt like we did have a defining style of play. And that's completely gone. In in a matter of like three or three or four games, and that is that's what's, and I think you have to. If that carries on, then clearly what every what we all thought about it was the I thought anyway that he was brilliantly clever, smart. He you know clearly studied under Pep, and he was a great communicator. Clearly, the, there are flaws that may override those things, and I, I think he's like. Alan made the point on Twitter, a very interesting point, that he keeps on the sideline relentlessly telling the players what to do every single minute of the game. Emery did it a bit, a bit, but not as much as this. And it is true, isn't it, Trevor? Don't you think it's weird? It is weird. You don't see Pep or uh, Mourinho, you don't see any other major manager directing the play second by second to, to this extent. I mean, you could. Well, I always have the sound off with our games, you know, that the, the piped in, because it's so fascinating to hear Arteta telling Joe Wardick literally, "Joe, run now." It's like if if he's, I I think that's a bad sign to me because surely the players should roughly know what they're doing, have a job to do, and be allowed the freedom and the and the confidence to kind of play themselves into the game and 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 improvise if need be. But he's totally telling them what to do. It's, isn't that weird? But, well, yes, I agree. But Pep's been
1: at Barcelona, at Bayern Munich, and now Manchester City. At Manchester City, he had David Silva for however many I know, years. I know. He's got De, Bru- De Bruyne. He's got like it's it's chalk and cheese in terms of the riches that he had at all of those clubs compared to what Arteta now has at Arsenal. You can't make you can't make what is it have a or whatever whatever. The oh, of
2: course, phrase uh, yeah, of course. It's more, my point is more that. Imagine you're an Arsenal player right now and you're like, be, imagine you're, you, you know, you're Willock, right? And you're constantly being told by your manager on the sidelines where to go, what to do, minute by minute. Aren't you like kind of being distracted from your own game and your own, you know, I, I just don't, I think it's <coughs> counterproductive to me. So every now and then, sure, you know, but it's relentless. Josh, am I, does this strike you as being weird or are you happy with this, the way he is? Am I, am I you know, is it a weird thing to pick up on? I don't think he's the only one that
0: does it. I just think maybe it's even more heightened at the moment because I don't know if you watch with the sound
2: effects or you don't watch yeah, with the I, sound effects. No, with no sound effects. Yeah, just so I can hear what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's very, and I say, t- but I tell you what, Pep, Klopp. I don't. I don't think it's
2: that different, to to mm. be honest. I don't think it is. They stand there gesticulating, right? Honestly, it is I was actually looking out for it because I'd noticed it already. And if you watch Klopp, particularly Mourinho, Marino sits there scribbling in his pad, like look pretty, pretty, very um, static, but barely gets involved at all, apart from when something annoys him, and then he gets up and swears at someone. Peps, like every now, <laughs> Peps very Pep, a lot. They all walk around a lot and stand there a lot, yelling a lot. But Arteta is the one who is literally telling them what to do. That is different. That is different, minute by minute. That is that is something different. I think. But didn't we used to complain that Emery did a lot yeah, of that? no, I said that. Emery did it, Emery did it quite a lot. But it taken it even further. Maybe it's a reflection. It may well be a reflection, as Trevor alluded to, that we've got a lot of players who don't know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> unless they're told. Well, I don't.
1: I don't think Willock is a player with any confidence whatsoever. He looks quite good when we play a team who's like 16th in the Slovenian league and the uh, Europa league. But when the, in the business matches in the premier league, which let's face it is the, it's the best league of the world by a distance. I've covered some matches in Germany outside of Bayern Munich and Dortmund. Uh, you know, it's a lot of, there's a lot of garbage going on there. You don't get that in the premier league. You can't turn up and play at home against Wolves or Leicester or Villa or whoever, if you're not on it, you'll lose, and that's what's happened. And I don't see that. This is the the, the, the sad thing about it. I don't see the quick fix here. We probably lose to Spurs if we lose to Burn. I mean, imagine if we lose at home to Burnley. Imagine the pressure that's going to be on Arteta from the press, from Arsenal fans. It's it, we're going to be we're going to be in an absolute mire. I see no
2: easy way out of it. Before we carry on let's take a quick break and I've got another I've got the big question to ask after we come back from this break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen Cooler.bike, e-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back. I I want to ask, you're right. I think, I mean, yeah, there is no easy way out of it. The big question for me is how have we got into this mess? What has changed, Trevor, do you think? Between the Man United, and you're right, every, you know, Roy Keane made this point, everyone like got overexcited about us. We got overexcited about beating Man United away because it's such a rarity that we beat a top big six club away. It never happened and it happened. But I I, I think that performance, the performance would have showed our heart and focus and concentration and everything we need. Of a team that that day in that performance against Man United, which are, who I agree are mediocre, right? But they did come back from yeah. the final down yesterday. Anyway, for me, our performance that day was everything we wanted, pretty much. Could have been slightly more, created more chances, but you know, whatever. That he set them out, and we we won. What has happened between that game and now to change things so dramatically, where we're now playing absolutely what, the worst football, worse probably worse than under Unai Emery. Um, uh, not creating enough chances, allowing Wolves to come at us f- full throttle, relentlessly throughout the game. I mean, the first half might be more than the second half. Ha- yeah. What's happened, Trevor? What, do you, what is, the, what, what is what's the reason for it?
1: Well, what, I think one thing to bear in mind is the Man United game was an away game where the emphasis was not on us to attack, was not on us to to do anything. We soaked up vague amounts of pressure from United. Then we thought, hey, you know, there ain't a lot here. I think there, we've mentioned they're an average side. Rashford's distracted for whatever. And 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 we, we, we deservedly won the game. The three home games that we've lost, you have a responsibility as a home team, not just a home team, but as a team that is supposed to be superior to the three teams that we've lost to. You You've got to kind of make the play. You've got to try and go forward. We can do that. And suddenly Leicester Villa Wolves, thought, hang on, there ain't, there ain't a lot to be here. I mean, to be honest in the Villa game, they had a goal. They scored after about, what was it? 45 seconds. It was disallowed of VAR uh, rightly or wrongly. That set the tone for the whole match, even though it didn't count. They suddenly thought bloody hell, like we, 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 and they destroyed us. They could have won. It wasn't three 0 was a uh, flat at us actually. Um, the Leicester game, we offered absolutely nothing. They hit us on a sucker. The Leicester played against us like we played against Man United, soaked it up, not a lot of pressure really, and scored, scored on the break or whatever. Um, and 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 Wolves again, two one. It could have been way worse than that. It could mean they should have been outside the first half. Wolves, to be honest. So I think there is a degree where when we are when we are feel pressure to try and force the game, like when we're at home against a lesser team or away against a lesser team, we fall down because we don't have the creativity in field to make chances for a, Bang- a Banyan. And like I said, if he plays, or Nketiah, or whoever else plays up front, we we do not have someone capable of going past people. We don't have a Brady. We don't have a Robert Pires, We don't have a Burkamp. We do not have anyone Anywhere close to the ability that those players had. And until we sign one or maybe even two, I don't see how we can be any better than mid-table. And I know that's depressing and pessimistic, but I think it's realistic.
2: Do you agree with that, Josh, or do you, I, I? I'm not sure. I see. I think actually, I think our squad. Is, I don't think our squad is that bad. I think our squad is materially better than it was last season. I mean, it's it's really annoying that Party is injured at the moment. It apparently, he's going to be out for you know another three or four weeks, maybe, which is which is an absolute disaster. But but you know, Gabriel is a good signing, wasn't he? You know, he, he's done really well this season. Possibly, possibly our, our player of the season so far. Mostly played well last yesterday. Um, Tierney uh, you know a very good player I mean, he has moment, defensive moments defensive lapses but you know Saka's come through brilliantly um, and of course Aubameyang world class but having a bad time but what I'm saying is I don't think our squad is that bad and I actually think that's partly why I asked the I asked the Pochettino question because I think I, I'm now I, I, I'm now thinking the lack of experience of Arteta is is, is is telling isn't it for me it's like if you know if it an experienced manager, I don't think necessarily would have changed things the way that he's done. I think, I think psychologically, when you change things around, and you and you and, and you got you have to play players like Xhaka and Ceballos as a midfield pivot in a system that doesn't suit them at all. It's already sending out bad messages to other players within that system. And I think that's why. I so I do think he has to bear the brunt of the criticism, Josh. If you see what I mean, do you know what I mean? It is an experience, isn't it? Because it's quite no other, you know, no other big team would give a manager who has not managed one senior proper game. It's very rare to give to give that, isn't it? it almost unheard of. I think the point was made last week, probably by Alan. And is that maybe big, is that more important than we thought it was initially?
0: Well, no, we'll find out if if it is or isn't. I still think we are. Not at the point yet where we where we have to call for his head. I think Trevor alluded to it. The next month is huge. We have nine games in December. And and either we have you know not, not put any results together, we have crashed out of the the, the, the Carabao Cup, um, you know, been unable to, to put any real victories together. I think we what have we got? We got Tottenham away, Burnley and Southampton at home. We go to Everton, then got Chelsea and away at Brighton we're going to have to get some results somewhere or the pressure is is massively on and people are going to point to a a lack of experience. You talk about are the players good enough, is it Arteta? Trevor mentioned Robert Perez, Freddie Lumbo. Unfortunately, our bar has been slightly lowered every year for the last 15 years of what makes a top quality Arsenal player. And unfortunately now, we're like, we're at Willian and Saka, who who I who I like and a great and solid Premier League players, but probably mid-table Premier League players. And our bar has been just gradually and gradually lowered, and you know it, it's gotta, it, it's got to it's got to go back up before I think Arsenal you know get uh, get too much better. That said, we shouldn't be lying 14th in the Premier League. We should be top
1: eight um 14th is where we
2: deserve to be
1: on the performances that we've shown on so the
2: far. performances yeah of course but, but uh, our players are better Boyd our players are better than, than I think
0: Moore. what we've seen but look okay you've just got to bear might just rewind four months uh Torreira was around. Guendouzi was around. Oza was around. Some all there. And now what have we got? We've got a completely new midfield. And Thomas Partey, who I think only missed like three games the whole season last year for, you know, Atletico, is suddenly going to miss more than that, having been at Arsenal for five minutes. Like, you know, there's a bit of That's miss. What happens. <laughs> it's just what happens. It's just, it's just mind-boggling what goes on at our club. Um, I don't know. I think it's too... Uh, like, I, I still can't get past... What did I see against City and Chelsea in the FA Cup last year and against Man United? I can't completely remove that no, from course, the fact that we've been like
2: outplayed by Villa, outplayed by That's Wolves. That's so weird, though, isn't it? That's why it's so it's weird. weird. <coughs> this is why I keep, the more I think about it, and I'm not calling for Arteta to go now, by the way, I am to make that clear, but the more I think about him, the more I'm thinking, like, for example, right, he established this, he established a, 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 um, a discipline, didn't he? He was very disciplinarian about Gwendouzi and, of course, Urzil. And yet, he's allowed William to do what the fuck he wants. Like, yeah. play badly since that first game. If this had been Urzil performing like this, like William, mm. you know, in a similar mm. position in some ways, you um, would have heard the end of it. And everyone would have been, you know, people like me. I would have been like, "Oh, typical Urso." Well, he's 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 diabolical, and yet he's has picked every game, pretty much. He's not. Why isn't he being under? De- I think if you establish a disciplinarian, very if you if you get rid of players ruthlessly, and drop them ruthlessly for disciplinary reasons, or for not trying enough, and for not giving enough, you then allow a player like him who you want to sign for some fucking miss. Why? then I think you will lose the respect of the rest of the team. That is a real problem for me. You, if you're going to be like, if you're going to do what he did with Ozil and Guendouzi, you've got to be consistent. And I don't well, think so I,
1: has, I know Josh wants to come in, but just very briefly on, on on that, on William, like he was allowed to go to, was it the UAE somewhere? Yeah. For what was known, what he said was important business. That- well, I'm sorry, for fuck's sake, the important business is winning games for Arsenal. That's what yeah. we pay you to That's do. That's what I'm
2: talking about, Trevor, yeah.
1: It's absolutely ridiculous, and and at the same time, can I just say, like, do, I mean, is it only me? Why, why do we not? Why do we not like put in, say, a fifty million pound bid for Jack Grealish in the summer? Because oh, if we had have done, I think he would, we would have signed him.
2: That's what the no kind of we need. Like I agree with you, Di- Diogo Jota, right? You know, and what, that was signing by Liverpool for less money, I believe, for about the same amount of money probably as yeah. we paid for Saliba for fuck's sake, for fuck's yeah. As Josh pointed out, I mean, it's our our recruitment is consistently terrible and inconsistent. I still think, though, I still think Josh. One, one more thing, that a really experienced manager, and I, and I really hoped Arteta would would be, you know, we could, we could give him time and I still hope we can, I still hope we can. And, and of course the club has invested a huge amount in him literally. And in terms of giving him the title of manager, all of that, that's a big, that's a big backing they've given for him. So I think they will be really reluctant, even with the, if, even if Trevor's scenario of losing to Burnley and Spurs comes true, but, the reason why I think they'd have, they really should get rid of him after that. If that happens, if that scenario comes comes around, is because I think it will show we 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 haven't got enough time for that. I don't think I don't think the fans will stand for mid-table mediocrity. Um, two seasons in a row, no chance of qualifying for Europe apart from the Europa League. I don't think fans will stand for that in this in this day and age of Arsenal. And but, and I also think a more experienced manager, like a Pochettino, I keep banging on about it, but I think it'd be hilarious, by the way, because Spurs fans would be so gutted because they love him so much still, even though Spurs is top of the league. I think he could do more with Saka or Bamayang, you know, um, Ceballos, Gabriel, these players, Tierney, I think he could sn- snap them into some kind of shape the way that fucking Alteta did to, b- to begin with. Josh. Look,
0: what, what i would say. you, are asking why did Willian like play, for example, yesterday? Well, look at the bench. If he has decided, Aubameyang uh, is my striker, well, then the alternatives are Reese Nelson. That was the alternative yesterday who eventually came on for him. And I'm not... Uh, Rhys Nelson, uh, you know okay, maybe maybe a squad player, I'm not sure has has done it regularly enough to to warrant too many premier League minutes. um uh, certainly the the quality of a set piece is diminished hugely once uh, once William went off. And look, still William's on the pitch because he did what he did for the goal. He's still capable of putting in a a good ball.. Um, and I just think you have to look at what else was there. If Pepe had been fit, maybe, you know, or, or sorry, not fit, sus- not suspended, yeah. then uh, then maybe he'd have got an opportunity. But there ain't there ain't loads of options here. He, he could have gone a Bamiang and gone with Lacazette or even, you know, Eddie and Ketia. But if he's going with a Bamiang, which he's obviously made a point of doing,
2: boy, there ain't loads of options. I don't know what you, where you want Willian to go. Well, I want William to not... Somewhere else. Yeah, somewhere else. Anywhere else but here. I'd much rather see... I know Rhys Nelson is... is, You know, Rhys Nelson is good in the Europa. I think, you know, I I think he's lucky. He's surrounded by senior players who are not pulling their way and not playing well enough. That's the weird... That must be the weird thing for him. I'd still rather see him given a go. I'd rather see Nketiah, as you say. These are... There are... I know, not great options, but better for me than um, William. And I know he made the goal with that cross. Great. But the rest of the time, he's absolute dross. And... um, and not and not and not working hard enough on any level. So, I don't want to see him anywhere near. Xhaka, again, another one. Xhaka, the Jacka conundrum for me. It's like he's just got worse and worse and worse. Isn't it? I think he, it was working. So again, he'd got them working at the end of last season. Him and Ceballos, in that three the back system. But in this system. I mean, the two of them were just—I uh, mean, he's like, I feel like he's dragging Sabios down to his level, Shaka. But the sideways passing, the backwards passing—there were moments yesterday in the game against Wolves, Trevor, where there was an attack kind of brewing slowly in our in incredibly slow pace that we had, and, uh, oh, and, it, and Shaka I mean, would well, dive in and 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 kick the ball back to the defender. It was it, like, was it 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 was
1: incredibly easy, wasn't it? Yesterday, if you were a Wolves defender. The only thing, yeah, I mean they had, uh... had easier time <laughs> it, it it was it was embarrassingly uh, kind of like a there were, there's a little there's a little bit in the second half where we kind of semi and we had a lot more possession. But what you were saying, josh, about about William and like who would you have put on instead to me, that just tells you that the depth in the squad isn't isn't deep enough. It's not. And every, virtually every game that William plays, he's subbed virtually every game after an hour or, or something like that. I don't know if he's, it, it looks like he's, like, I don't know if he's unfit. I don't think he trains, but I don't know. But I suspect he doesn't train particularly hard. He's on, he's on easy street, isn't he? Chelsea wouldn't give him a three-year deal. He gets a three-year deal at Arsenal uh, on big money. Yeah, I'll turn up, I'll play for an hour, whatever. I don't think, he, he doesn't look like he cares. That's the criticism we all we all have of Mesut Ozil, one of the criticisms. Almost, you think, has Urzel been been so pilloried, been so, like, hung out to dry, that if you suddenly, I don't know how you go about re- putting him into the 25-man squad, but if you could, and you, and you play, do you think there'd be some kind of thing where you'd want to make a point, at least try, at least... You know, show some because we know he's got talent. He's never no one's ever said he hasn't got talent, but unfortunately, he hasn't had the application. Maybe, maybe now he might have. Some, some. It might, it must be worth a chance, worth a go.
0: Well, if there is a new manager, then you can envisage a situation where Ozil comes back into the fold. It yeah. would be the biggest climb down of of all time, almost, wouldn't it? From you know, Arteta yeah, if he uh, if he brought him back yeah, into the.
2: Yeah, he can't do, can't do well, it. Yeah. It would be like yeah. reliving the um, reliving the Unai Emery era as well. Yeah, the like it would be like we're copying the exact scenario because that's what Emery did, didn't he? he? Had to in the end kind of get. Ozil back and it was constant kind of uh, firefighting and kind of it, it was just painful. So I don't think it's ever going to happen with, with Arteta in charge. The other thing that annoyed me, so I, I know it feels like I'm now I, I haven't, by the way, I haven't completely gone to the dark side against Arteta but again, what annoyed me yesterday I have to say it, is the substitution how long did it take him to bring on Lacazette? Another striker yeah. was about 80 something <laughs> yeah. minutes. I mean, yeah. we're too we're, we, we need to, we need, you know we're not even drawing that game, we're losing a game that I was mystified. I was like, what the fuck is he playing Me too. At? and we haven't Me too. even the only reason i haven't banged on about the louise situation of, of not substituting him as soon as that horrendous clash happened and of course all our thoughts are with jimenez and again the only reason i'm not going on about how awful that was is because it's been covered everyone's been saying it, it's absolutely true everything that was said on match of the day two about you know asked uh, fuck knows what we were playing at with louise the, the nadir of the game was when he took that free kick I mean, what the fuck? You know, blood seeping out of his bandage. But, so, I, you know, I he'd love, already I, shown himself to not be concentrating on defence. Allowing him to take that free kick when Aubameyang Oba- should be taking our free kicks. I'm sorry. He's perfectly capable of scoring brilliant goals and that's the kind of situation. And, for Louis- and so not substituting him was moronic. Not not bringing on Lacazette like, earlier was mystifying. These decisions are the managers and the managers only. And you have to worry about it, Trevor.
1: But at least and i agree we should have substituted him for a lot of reasons however the fact that he wanted to stay on i give him some credit for that but all players want stay on will, don't they don't well, I do, well i don't think william does particularly <laughs> oh, well. he, oh, no, he no, rushes he off when he's out. he rushes off yeah um, no seriously i i I do, I do i do think you know he we can make a lot of criticisms of david Louise in a lot of ways but i uh, you know to me he's he, he tries. I, I, and he, I, I do think that he has some kind of pride in the shirt. I do think that. I don't think that with William. I think a, there's a difference there.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I'm not having a go at Louise at all. I think it's great yeah. that he wanted to stay on. I think it's yeah. the senior management and the team for allowing oh, him. Yeah. To yeah. It's just idiotic in, 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 in the day. In you know, everyone talks about the protocols, but what are the protocols? Are basically, if the player says he's all right, he's all right, and we allow him to play on. It's it, it, absolutely absolutely ludicrous situation. Josh, OK, then let's try and be positive, shall we? Let's, do you think, we've been saying, you know, do you think, I mean, I wouldn't be entirely stunned if we somehow got a result at Spurs, right? You think, you know, historically often when us are in this kind of situation, when we're in a spiral downwards, we often pull, and of course our best performances under Arteta really have been against the big teams often anyway. You know, it's even sometimes we haven't managed to win those games necessarily, but at least we put in quite a big performance. We're capable of putting in a focused press you know, and playing on the break and putting some moves together. I think you know, giving Aubameyang a chance. So I wouldn't be surprised if 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 it if it came good against Spurs. But equally, I'm terrified they're going to destroy us. But do you think <laughs> at the moment are you thinking are you wavering towards he is going to sort it out quite soon or that we're going to get mired in a in a in a downward spiral? That's a mixture of metaphors.
0: Um, I I think he can uh, certainly improve upon what's been going on of late. But I, I don't think it begins. At the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium next Sunday. I, you know, you talk about, you know, going to Spurs, but we go to Spurs who are in, you know, top top of the league and you know in in good form and you know seem to have uh, been in a in a good period. Whereas we are in, in a mess in the league. And you know, even when we went to them in the league last year, we were you know feeling a bit more positive. It was around the time where you know we had the cup final coming up. I, uh, you know, and and we found a way to lose. I, I, I'd, I'd be grabbing a point right now. Absolutely grabbing a point and then hoping oh. the
2: Burnley-Hampton games points, are the oh, rest out, um, yeah. for a, yeah. point. a point would be, uh, it's amazing. No, I'm, a point is, it, I'm, I'm completely... But I, I, I see a point that, you know, we can go, I don't know, does he, what do we do? Bamiang, d- d- does he just
0: decide and concedes defeat and goes on the wing? Does he go back to three centre-backs and just yeah, go, it's been a Got dreadful to- month? I, I just think it's going to have to be a kind of change and uh yeah look let's hope we put in something like you know we put in maybe the pressures off you could argue a little bit from these these terrible home defeats but there's no fans there anyway and the players know that the pressure's going to be mounting on on the whole club and the manager so yeah i think three at the you know five at the back you know three centre backs and uh let's hope for a solid performance and a, a goal on the break
2: Trevor, what would you what, what would you go tactically your team selection against Spurs? Would you do that or would you stick with what he roughly we did in the oh, 4-3-3? I, I, I think the only the
1: only chance of getting a result against Spurs is, is to go at them. I, I honestly, because I think that their Achilles heel is defensively. Up front, they're ridiculous. Son and Kane and a very decent midfield. I mean, he's got Bale's not even a regular starter. I mean, we'd kill for someone like Gareth Bale in midfield. So to answer your question, I would play. I'd probably go through the back. I would play Tony Lacazette with a Bami Yang and, and just try and attack them. Just just try and go at them. And if we end up get if we end up losing, we end up losing. But at least you lose with a bit of respect. Rather than because if we try and just sit and sit and sit, I don't see it. Your Spurs are a better team than Manchester United. They're much yeah. better up front and they've yeah. got more creative midfielders. So the only way we can get a result, in my view, is to actually have a, have a go. Have a go at them.
2: But he, we don't seem capable of doing that against anyone at the moment, do we? Like having a go. We're the only team, I can't think of another team as reluctant as we are to run at players with the ball. It's like it's extraordinary how, how little we, we try, do that. We
1: tried to do it against Liverpool early in the season, didn't we? And, yeah. and, and, and OK, we lost the game, but we lost it with a bit of respect. It, yeah, you didn't yeah, come away from the game with, thinking yeah, we were terrible. Yeah, I agree yeah. with
2: that. Yeah, yeah. OK, well, I mean, maybe it's time to uh, to actually have our predictions, Josh, considering it's now seven minutes to eight o'clock. Um, we've been banging on. I mean, and
0: boy, yeah, yeah. I mean, while we've been on air, we should just mention Arsenal being drawn at home to Newcastle in the oh. FA Cup oh, right okay. round.
2: That's a good. That's a good game. We'd take that. Uh,
0: well, yeah. I mean, you know, as FA Cup holders, we probably should be showing uh, some interest in the uh, in the competition. Well, and oh, we're I going to say, to say that, team. Josh, cause if we have
1: been drawn at home to Chorley, I would have been a bit concerned we might get turned over. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you, yeah. The,
0: the other thing is that Marine, the uh, eighth tier side, have been drawn at home to Spurs. So Spurs oh, go that's to great. Marine. <laughs> that's really yeah, that's very. So good. Jose, Jose's off to, to Marie. Marine. Look, um, you know, ju- just looking ahead to to the games this week, I d- I don't know. I you presume a very youthful team will take on Rapid Vienna. Uh, we should mention, obviously, it was great to see Balogun get his first yeah, goal for this.
2: Brilliant moment. Mm. Well,
0: yeah. You know two touches and a, and a goal. It was amazing. So I'm assuming that it will be, uh, you know, some more game time for him now that we've qualified Pepe possibly because Pepe maybe wants a bit of con- continuity while he's yeah. suspended from uh, the Premier League games. Yeah. So I think we can, we can beat rapid Vienna. Um, and then I do think we'll lose two, one to Spurs next weekend.
2: Yeah. Um, Trevor, four ones first oh my god oh god i don't
1: i don't enjoy saying it but i I just think we're gonna get
2: it's possible yeah harry kane and son attacking our defense can you i mean just thinking about it now it's frightening
1: and bale comes off the bench when we're two nil down after an hour
2: yeah yeah (laughs) and arteta Arteta, Arteta brings on reese nelson with 10 minutes to go. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right.
1: El Neni comes on with 20 minutes left to try and yeah. stop a total. I mean, we missed El
2: Neni yesterday, by the way. I mean, that's the other thing. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, big time. Okay. And and uh, uh, in the Europa League? Uh, I, I mean,
1: at least we have the luxury of knowing it doesn't matter. So yeah. I'm going to go 1-0. One 1-0. All.
2: One all. Um, I think Europa League will win 2-1. Um, and against Spurs. Oh, God. Oh, Christ. It's so depressing, isn't it? I I, don't, I think I'm going to say draw. I'm going to I'm going to say one all. Yeah, clinging. I'm going to cling to that desperately. That, I that, don't believe that, that is the definition of an optimist. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm just I'm almost just saying it for the sake of it at this stage. The the best moment of the whole game, by the way, what was the best moment of the whole game? I think we can all agree, surely, um, was when um, uh, Rob Holding did the brick shit house. Uh, yelling <laughs> at the at that player that he took down. Triore. Yeah. Triore, who is by yeah. the way built like a brick shit house. Um, triore against us, like his end product, much better than he is against every other team he plays against. By the way, uh, but Rob Holding, I thought that was a brilliant moment from from him. Um, the only kind of moment of light relief in a in a truly dire, awful match. Well, Trevor, it's been a joy to have you back. Thank you very much. Thank sorry, you. it's been sorry, it's been such a uh, depressing thing to discuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and Josh um, looking good in your wood panelled office doing your best most Salah impression um,
1: uh, do no you, you have about. any Egyptian heritage at
2: all <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of
0: uh, <laughs> no no Egyptian heritage whatsoever
2: <laughs> Semitic though we're all, Sem- we're all Semitic I mean you know <laughs> yeah Anyway, thank you very much. We'll be back. Uh, Please, God, let's hope we've got something positive to talk about next week. (laughs) Pray pray to the Lord above. Thank you very much. Bye.
1: Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now?
2: And is available wherever you've got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.